Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Broadcasting live in the Edmonton area on the Podbean app. Live every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. It's Monday, March 7th, and it's a balmy three degrees out. Is it three? Yeah. Open the windows. <laughs> wow. Wow. This sounds exciting. Yeah. Is this a is this a thing to stay or? Oh, I don't know. Didn't get that far. One hell of a meteorologist. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Join us on uh, live every morning if you're, you know, feel free to tune in on whichever you know platform you listen to your podcast, iTunes or whichever. But um, join in live is the way to do it. Yeah, you can ask your questions. You can uh, get support. Heck, I'll even call you names if you need a little bit of a push. <laughs> you know what? And that's maybe what we can do today. <clears throat> call What's going names? on? Yeah. Oh, this is this is a it's a roast. Who wants to be roasted? <laughs> um, no, I did. I want to know what people are working on today. If you're working on a deal, if you're struggling to get through something, you know, let us know. Call in, or if you're too chicken, feel free to write it in the comments. Um, but I'm going to call you a chicken because it's a roast. Um. <laughs> But yeah, let's uh, let's let's hear what you guys are working on uh, this week or you know this past weekend. What is anyone working on a deal? Is anyone putting something together? They got a project, you know, a mission. Mm -hmm. um, let's see if maybe we can talk through it and get it done faster, or maybe break through some of those barriers, or maybe celebrate you. Or yeah, we could celebrate you too. Absolutely, absolutely. Got a couple things coming up, Gab. We have our flip networking event. Yeah. Next Sunday. Call it whatever you want. Investor meetup, fix and flip meetup, <laughs> networking event. Come look at our fix and flip at its current stage and meet other cool people. Let's name it that. <laughs> Very catchy. Yeah. Anyways, it is on Sunday, March 13th, 1 to 3 p.m. You can sign up in Eventbrite. And um, I, actually, I just updated my link tree, so it's finally there. Oh, nice. You can finally... Let let the people see. <laughs> it, it should be full, uh, but I haven't I haven't advertised. Yeah, it neither of us podcast. have done anything with the link. <laughs> so it's, there's still some spots left if you're interested. Um, that's in St. Albert, which is just a pinch north of uh, Edmonton. Um, <laughs> Zakaya says, "Come see my bed." <laughs> <laughs> Zakaya is working on site. He's partnered with us on this flip. He's doing an amazing job. Um, yeah, working every single day. Um, follow him on Instagram and Facebook. He posts uh, updates a bit every day. Um, Daily updates. <clears throat> a little harder for Gabby and I to get down there because um, it's so far away. Um, but, uh, you know, we try and get out once a week. We were there on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And uh, lots of progress, lots of progress. Well, places certainly torn apart. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hopefully it's put back together nicely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what else we got coming up? Uh, our real estate investing cabinetry. Um, 
the most popular event in Alberta or in Canada uh, for real estate investing. I'm just going to keep saying that since yeah. it's catchy. It is. It hottest. Is. It is. It's the hottest. <laughs> it's if you are a real estate investor and you have not been to it yet, you need to go to it. April 1st to 3rd? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Three-day event. You get to spend the whole weekend with Gabby and I. Or we call you names. No, we don't. <laughs> if only she would let Wayne, me. Wayne, you have to stop joking around about that because there are people who are not going to want to show their face around you because they're scared you're going to call them names. <laughs> uh, I suppose you're right. Us introverts. Okay. You're freaking us out. Do you want to talk about what the weekend's really about? <laughs> it's about figuring out what it is you want out of life, what fulfills you, what you what you're doing this for, and um, and really figuring out you know what that's going to cost, what that's going to look like, and and what's the path to get you there the fastest. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like a deep dive into a lot of people, you know, surface, surface level think, oh, these are the things I want. I want this. I want that. I want to be able to do this, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But we don't know what it costs. We don't know if that's actually going to fulfill us. We don't know if after, you know, the fifth day doing it, if we're going to be like, okay, well, that was fun and it yeah. no longer fulfills us. So really digging deep and getting honest with ourselves and um, yeah, figuring out how we're going to get there in the fastest way possible and putting that roadmap together. Yeah. Remember, remember that time you did a vision board and that other time you did a vision board. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a real vision board. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to reverse engineer it and actually get you there rather than just saying, this is what I want. We're going to devise, we're going to reverse engineer and devise a plan on how to get there exactly using real estate investing strategies. So you're going to show up there and neither you nor I know which real estate investing strategy is going to be best for you. It's not till the end of the weekend. We're going to figure out which one's best because we're, we're going to be intentional. We're going to look at what resources you have, whether that be cash, whether that be time, whether that be relationships, prospects. And we're going to figure out based on your resources and based on where you want to be, here is the best real estate investing strategies to get you there as quickly as possible. And that might mean, heck, you're starting today. Tomorrow, you're doing rent owns. A year from now, you're doing private lending. After that, you're going to buy a multifamily. I, we don't know. Not till we dive in deep. Yeah. There is no cookie cutter answer for this weekend. I cannot put this into a course or a book. You have to come and experience the weekend in order to know. Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee you one thing, by the end of the weekend, you're going to know exactly what you need to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Yeah. You know what I love about it is that like so many um, courses or coaching programs or whatever it may be are so directed at a certain method. Mm -hmm. Like people specialize in something, then they put together a coaching program, and then they teach them to do that. But nobody takes into account like if that's right for them. And this is like, we are not pushing anything. We want literally to help you figure out what the heck you need to do. Not what we think you should do, not what you think you should do, not what the, you know, the cool new method that somebody's talking about. Like, no, like this is what makes sense for you and your resources. Yeah. And we dig into all the different methods and what it is that's right for you. Yeah. So, uh, we, we always say that, you know, when someone asks me which course I should take, I, should, I say, you should come to a cabin retreat first, come to the cabin retreat, figure out which course is going to be best for you. Then take one course, one 
course. I mean, I can give you the Cliff Notes version of a course, but I can't. I can't spend two days over the weekend. We we have an agenda for the weekend, and that's what we just explained. Um, even if you booked a coaching call with me, I'm not going to spend one hour explaining a, a 16 day course to you. You got to go and just buy one course. But you go out, you buy one $300 course after the cabinetry, and that's oh, that's the last course you're ever going to need to take. That's it. Quit buying courses after courses after courses because you tried one and it didn't work or it was too hard or it didn't apply to what you were trying to do. I literally watch people just go in circles, spending tens of thousands of dollars buying more and more courses because they don't know what it is they're doing. They have no path. They're not Mm -hmm. being intentional. So it's the first step to becoming intentional. Once you have a roadmap, it's just a matter of following the steps. Yeah, executing. Then executing and go to the next destination. It's that simple. Anyways, that's what the cabinet sheet's all about. We're getting a little bit better explaining what it's all about, I think. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's April 1st to 3rd. I don't know if there's any spots left. I was, I was literally going to ask you, but I was I like, you checked. brought it up, so there might be. <laughs> but if there isn't, we got other events coming up in the future. Yeah. Um, and hey, uh, lastly, we got, a, we got an event this Friday, uh, live training. I don't remember what we're doing. <laughs> we just... <laughs> Actually, we just uh, we just made a decision last night. Um, so uh, we started a new Facebook group as well. You need to go and join that. Okay. So what you, you do is go to um, facebook.com. Log in. Log in. Okay. <laughs> Type in your password. Um, it's a new website. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while you're there, you're going to search for a group called uh, Real Estate Investing Masters. Okay. And that is the Facebook group to be in. Yeah. Okay. And every Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time, we do live training. And this Friday, we're going to be doing training on marketing your rental properties. Nice. Which is very exciting. <laughs> Super I c- exciting. I couldn't tell if you're sarcastic or if you're... <laughs> and I won't let you know. Yeah. <laughs> that is for you to decide. You know what? If you find marketing um, rental properties exciting, then join us on Friday. If you don't, but you're trying to hire someone to do it for you and you want to know if they're doing it right, join us on Friday. If you really like us, join, join us, us on Friday. Friday. If you want me to uh, call you names, join don't us on join Friday. Don't join us on Friday. <laughs> uh, dang it. Okay. Uh, that's definitely, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're going to use, we're going we're gonna to share what we, the, the tips and strategies and tactics that we use for marketing our rental properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of that, Unrelated to upcoming events. That's it. That's all we got coming up. Okay. Marketing your calendars. Uh, how's our marketing going for rental properties? Any? We have so many people interested and so many viewings set up each time we set up viewings. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the applications have been so far. Oh. <laughs> um, That's so- something that we cannot control. No, that isn't. Yeah, like the ads are definitely driving up interest and I'm having literally so many conversations that I want to gouge my eyeballs out because I hate, I hate filling rentals. <laughs> um, and then <What>? yeah, <laughs> the applications have just not been great, but um, that's okay. We just keep moving forward and we had a... Um, <clears throat> We hired somebody to do a bunch of viewings for us yesterday because I wasn't available. 
And um, yeah, it sounds like, well, definitely one application has come in and two others um, requested the link for the application. So Mm -hmm. um, should be seeing a couple and going through those this morning. Please cross your fingers for us. I really want this to be done with. (laughs) Just a couple of vacancies left, eh? Yeah. It's hard when um, the property is 45 minutes away from us because normally like our usual method of filling vacancies where it's fast, it's get in, it's I'll go show somebody right away type of thing Mm -hmm. um, just isn't realistic when it's that far away. Um, Especially with how busy we've become as well. It becomes harder and harder to 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 do that when it's that far away so yeah um yeah hasn't quite been as quick of a process as i would have liked quality does go down with quantity yes just be aware of that as you get more properties as be as you become become more successful it's harder to be as attentive and quick um with your business Mm -hmm. so um, have that in mind. These are things that we talk about at the cabinet retreat. You know, it's it's easy to 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 implement something like that when you got one or two properties. But what about when you got ten? And what if they're suite of properties and you got twenty tenants? Um, it's a little a little more difficult to to kind of keep up on things and make sure that you um, continue those standards that you that you created early on. Mm-hmm. Um, something to consider. Um, but you know that's that's a that's a live training for the future it's about how to how to run your business as you scale. Yeah. Right. It's something we're mm-hmm. learning and tweaking every day for sure. <laughs> yeah, because you're sitting there wondering why is this thing still vacant? Yeah. I could fill that thing in half a day. Yeah. Oh god damn it! Like if I wanted to fill a vacancy, I, I could fill a vacancy, not a problem. Um, but when you're busy and you need to delegate and you need to, you don't have enough time to answer as quickly when someone responds to you. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly, suddenly you start to notice the, you know, they move on to somebody else or, you yeah. know, you didn't, you didn't process that application quick enough and they accepted another rental. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had one that I was um, like, would have been my top hopeful um, viewing setup. Like yeah. it was, it seemed like a really good candidate and a really nice little family. And uh, I can't remember. I think I was maybe talking to them on Thursday. And I had the option to either set up viewings on Friday or Sunday. But I, because I was hiring it out and paying somebody to do it, to be there for me, um, I had a whole bunch of people who were requesting Sunday. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just push them all to Sunday so that I'm not, you know, um, paying money for somebody to be there two days if there's only one viewing, right? So I pushed him to the Sunday and he actually messaged me Sunday morning saying, hey, uh, so sorry, I need to cancel my viewing. Uh, we saw a place yesterday and our application was approved and we really liked it. Son and of now, I was like, damn it. It's exactly, exactly why Exactly <laughs> why we don't wait. Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah. It was like, yeah, the Throwing exact reason why. Whatever cliche saying you want, early bird like hell. Well, and I th- and like and thinking back, would I would I have happily paid the extra couple hours for somebody to go do that one viewing if it was the right person? Absolutely. But you get in your head and think, well, you know, no, like there's no, been so I'm many unsuccessful. To do that. Well, no, there's just been like when you've already had so many unsuccessful viewings and applicants. Mm. And then it's like, I'm not going to set I'm not going to pay somebody 2 hours to go there, like to drive all the way there to do the viewing, to drive just for one person. <laughs> right? Start, start 
thinking those things in your head instead of just like doing what needs to be done to get the vacancy filled. Oh, you try and save a couple bucks. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, well. Furthermore, um, if you're thinking about buying a property 45 minutes away and you're say you're going to self-manage it, it's okay. I'll just drive in on the weekends and do viewings. Just keep all of this in mind. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're trying to do for your first or second property. These are some of the things you're going to run into. Well, and see, here's the thing is first or second property, whatever. Like you, you're literally giving your time to, you know, self-manage these things. As long as do. you are giving your time. Yeah. yeah. But when you're, when you've scaled up <laughs> and you're still self-managing and you don't have that time, like this is a real struggle. Like, I don't want this. I don't want this for myself to have to be trying to fill this. So. Hey, you know what? You could have done it yesterday. Yeah. You could have. Yeah. Now, what would you would have to given up? What did you have going on yesterday? I had a day, a day planned out with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> which is like really super special and important to me. Like she just moved here. I've lived 10 hours away from her for the past, I don't know how many decades. And yeah, I wasn't going to give that up. It's like, but you could have, and you could have filled that vacancy and saved, you know, a month of vacancy. What's that equate to? I mean, depends on the, on the, on the unit, 1400 bucks, thousand bucks. Um, you know, we might look back on this in, in three weeks when we see the, the vacancy wasn't filled for April 1st. And you're like, oh, God, I really wish that I would have driven down there on Sunday. Well, we had somebody there, Wayne. It wasn't that the viewings didn't happen. I know. We filled that gap by hiring somebody to be there. To yeah, do the for sure. <laughs> I, I meant the other one. But yeah, um, I guess I was just making a point about what's what's really important to you. Yeah. And, and the reason why you're doing it, Gab, is that for you to, to have the freedom to, to, have those days. to have those days where you can spend with your mom yeah. or with our kid. Right. Yeah. Um, that is the reason why we're buying rental properties and renting them out and living off the cash flow. Mm-hmm. Correct. Indeed. So, you know, there's another thing I talked about this with someone was yesterday, the day before I was on a coaching call and uh, we were talking about, you know, how many properties to get and thinking about, okay, that's cool. Um, you know, 12 properties, just keep in mind that's 24 tenants and that those 24 tenants and all the cash flow from those properties will replace your income. Yes. But what kind of life are you going to have now with 24 tenants? Did, did you suddenly just replace your job with another, with another job? job? Yeah. Because you're self-managing them. That's great. It's fantastic. You get a little more flexibility, but to be honest, I, I, me personally, I would rather just stay in my job. And know that I'm working from seven until four, as opposed to getting text calls or having to jump and do a viewing at any time whenever someone who looks reasonable sends me a message because I need to get it done fast. To be honest, I'd rather live off the schedule. Um, so the conversation that I had with this person was that let's see if we can find some properties or some better properties that have higher cash flow. So that it's maybe only 11 properties or 10 properties instead of, oh, sorry, um, 11 tenants or 12 tenants instead of 24, mm-hmm. right? It's it's less headaches and, and less things that could potentially pull you away from doing the things that you love. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if it, see, 
it, it's it's kind of a reactive kind of business. You have to just kind of wait until things happen and yeah. then you have to go and jump on it. If you're trying to enjoy dinner or, you know, a Sunday afternoon with your kid or play, you know, go for a walk with your mom and you're sitting there the whole freaking time answering requests from mm -hmm. from Facebook Marketplace. Which someone, is what I was doing yesterday. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> yeah, I was setting up the oh. last minute viewings and cancellations and confirming people and like, yeah, it sucked. Can I share? Can I, I share? Lunch. <laughs> can I share something else? There's nothing worse than like spending time with my wife and then like, I just she's just looking down on her phone and I'm like well what are you doing I'm like are you seriously ignoring me right now like scrolling Instagram or something like that as I'm talking and she's like no I'm I'm answering people for the vacancy and that's kind of the agreement that we have is that that is high priority so for me like you know I'm having a conversation she's she's doing exactly what she should as a, as a good you know employee to the business she's responding to you know, these, these inquiries. Meanwhile, me, I feel like I'm being ignored. Not that's not what's happening. It's just, but it's, uh, can really affect, you know, your relationship and your home and everything else. So, um, I guess what we're trying to say is don't buy rental properties. Yeah. Quit. Get out now. Yeah, you, good. It's, you know what? Um, start the week <laughs> off right guys. Um, actually we got a comment here. It says, I need my first property. Thomas, just, just log off, but <laughs> just log off. It ain't worth it. Um, actually, to be honest, I do want to answer his question. <laughs> um, but before I do I want to go back, um, all of this is revolving or mostly around property management. Yeah. What we're talking about today, which is something that we do for ourselves, which you don't have to do, which you can do, but you need to make the decision. If you're going to self-manage your properties, just know that it is a job yes. and it's a job that you need to respond to very quickly in order to be successful. And that will affect your personal life. And it is not passive income. It is a job. Um, we decide to do it based on our circumstances, based on our life and our portfolio. But that is us. That is not you. So make sure you have a good plan why you're doing it. Be intentional. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you need to hire a property manager, hire a property manager. Make sure you buy it with enough cash flow yeah. so you can hire you can hire and afford a property manager. Also know that if you are going to be paying a property manager 10 to 15% of your rents, then that means that it's going to reduce your cash flow, which means more properties, which means more problems, which means less passive, which means less freedom. Okay. You got the finances, but you don't got the freedom. Okay. So just, you got to be intentional. You got to have a good plan as to why you're doing things. Okay. Don't just keep buying properties and, Okay, another property, another property, and then not knowing how it's going to affect your life. Okay. But uh, Thomas um, says he can't seem to, he wants to buy his first property. Can't seem to make up my mind on a triplex or just with a duplex. How would you suggest I approach my first property? Uh, who's got a coin? Get out of your head. Who's got a coin? Go take action. Okay. Uh, we're going to play rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Me and Gabby are going to play rock, paper, scissors. And Gabby, are you for duplex or triplex? I like me a good duplex. Okay, I'll go triplex. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, duplex wins. Duplex wins. Gabby won. Okay, you're buying a duplex. There you go. That, sir, is how you make a decision. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. What I recommend doing, uh, you are in the, I believe, Thomas, you're in the Ottawa area, are you not? We'll wait for your response. <laughs> And if he is outside of Ottawa, okay, that's that's pretty good. I know where all our listeners are from. Yeah, um, must have made Thomas feel really special. 
um, Thomas, what I'd recommend is reaching out to, uh, depends on whether you're going to buy in Ottawa or you're going to buy outside of Ottawa. I'm trying to think of good realtors. Uh, I know of one in Ottawa. I would recommend reaching out to Tony Miller. I think Tony Miller is fantastic. Um, he is, um, an expert investor realtor as well. He also, uh, knows a lot about the, uh, landlord laws for Ontario. Okay. So if you have any questions about property management or whichever else, you know, he's a great resource for that. Uh, for your first property, I know that's a little intimidating about like, oh, what do I do about this? What do I do if I heard that I can't remove a tenant for seven months in Ontario and and I can't, you know, evict them in the middle of the winter? I don't know if any of that stuff's still relevant or true or not. Um, but Tony is an expert on all of that. So I'd recommend reaching out to him and tell him uh, Wayne sent you. Um, here's the thing with like, um, you know, being stuck or paralyzed between making a decision about whether to buy a duplex or a triplex, you know, like what can, can you afford both of them? Do they both, do the numbers look the same regardless of, you know, like not add any more. No, no, no. What I'm saying, (laughs) what I'm saying is that like, have you analyzed what both of those look like and, and which one actually comes out better on paper? Okay. Are they about the same? And you're just like, I don't know. Do I get a duplex or a triplex? Look for both. Mm-hmm. And what comes up, what's available? What were you able to put an offer on that got accepted? True. Like to me, these two options are very similar. A duplex and a, dri- a triplex are very similar. Triplex is going to be a little bit more expensive because there's an extra unit. Duplex is going to be a little bit cheaper because there's one less unit. Mm-hmm. They're probably, I mean, we're talking about Ontario, so I don't know if cash flow exists or not, but they're probably, the numbers are probably similar. It's just right. one is a bigger buy-in. Right. Yeah. Is my assumption. These are assumptions. But if oh, we're God. talking about. We had him ready to make a decision <laughs> and now you're. No. He no. Made... So what was I know. Decision? I know. Is... But he's buying a triplex. He's du- buying a tri... duplex. duplex. <laughs> he's buying a duplex. Okay. But so... I just think like these are such similar products that just look if you can afford both of them. Look oh for look for both. Put offers on whatever comes up that the numbers work and whichever one you get an ex- accepted offer on is the one that you're buying. You make it seem so simple. It is. As yeah. long as as long as the numbers work. <laughs> uh, um and hey, uh truthfully, if if in five days from now you're still in the same spot and you're still in analysis paralysis, you're still paralyzed and you cannot seem to get yourself out of it. I mean, I would recommend for the next five days every single thing that is paralyzing you, type it in the comments. And we will either flip a coin or play rock, paper, scissors for it. Um, but hopefully we'll help you break through those barriers because it, that that stuff, that scares the shit out of me when someone, you know, can't make a decision or when they're between two things or three things or they don't know how to do something so that they're not, that means they're not taking action. I, I that it's, it's, it's terrifying Yeah. that, that, you know, someone would waste so much time over something. When, when we're right here and that's why, that's why we're here every morning is to answer those questions for you or to flip those coins for you, to help you make those decisions. 
Gabby gave you a much better answer, but I was trying to give you the answer that would give you fast results right away quickly. Um, is to just make a decision to move forward with it. I'm also even going to give you the next question, which I knew was going to be, who do I call? And that's Tony Miller, because he knows what he's talking about. Now, if by the end of the week, we've answered all of your individual questions and you're still paralyzed, what I would highly recommend doing is find someone else who owns a duplex or a triplex or owns duplexes or triplexes who's experienced. And if you have the money, partner with them. Give them your money, buy the property and ask them to pick the property. Ask them to manage it. In exchange, ask them if they would be willing to show you how to do it. Now, here's what's going to happen. You're going to lose 50% of that deal, meaning you're going to get all your money back at the end of it. However, when the profits are split, they're going to get 50% of the profits and you're going to get 50% of the profits, but you're going to get your money back first. It's called a joint venture. What you're going to gain in exchange for giving up half of your profits is everything you need to know. It's going to save you taking all the landlord courses. It's going to save you taking all of the basics of real estate courses. It's going to save you all of the, just you're going to learn everything you need to know. And all you got to do is just give up 50% of the profits. So if you're going to make, it's probably going to cost you thirty dollars to $50,000. But you know that you're going to have all the answers. And if you can swallow that, it's definitely worth it. Alternatively, what you need to do, and I say thirty to fifty thousand dollars because you're probably going to make that property is probably going to make sixty to one hundred thousand dollars in the next five years in your market, right? Maybe more between mortgage pay down, appreciation, and cash flow, right? Alternatively, what I would do is take thirty thousand dollars out of your pocket right now or your credit card and go take thirty thousand dollars with the courses, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the that's the alternative way to learning how to do it. The difference is is that if you pull it out of your pocket or your credit card right now, you got to pay for it right now out of your out of your pocket. If you gave someone fifty percent of the deal and you learn everything that they know, you just got to give them fifty percent of the profits. It's different. It's not coming out of your pocket, right? That makes sense. Um, what I would like is for you to find a better solution in the next five days, though. So continue to keep asking your questions. And, and we'll do the best that we can to, you know, to get you unstuck mm-hmm. every morning. I'm excited though. Duplexes are, that sounds great. He says he's going to reach out to Tony. Keep his head down. That's awesome, buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm excited to see what, and, and God damn it, put some offers in. Yeah. Put some goddamn offers in. Robbie's coming in here. I don't know if Robbie's got an offer or <laughs> Robbie accidentally sat on the button. Good morning. morning. Um, yeah, I just had a question about um, refinancing. I'm just a little confused on that. And I know it probably depends on the mortgage you're going into. Uh, but working on a deal right now, uh, hopefully have it over the finish line this week. Uh, it looks like <laughs> it looks like, uh, you know, by the end of it, uh, worst case scenario, we'd probably be breaking even but I think there's going to be probably, you know, quite a bit of equity in the property, if everything goes to plan. Um, so, you know, when we are, you know, signing on for this original mortgage, uh, what are some things to consider there? Should we be looking at variable or should we be kind of looking at doing fixed, um, just to get that money back out? I'm not really sure how that works, but, uh, I just wanted to know if you guys have any insight to, to that. Mm. Uh, so you're going to be doing a refinance. 
Well, I, I, I assume like down the road we would be, but I'm just wondering if there's a faster way to do that, right? Would I have to discuss that with a mortgage broker? Or... Like, are you going to do the refinance after you're done the renovations? Uh, we would basically be getting mortgaged on the renovations plus uh, what we paid for. So it's mortgage plus improvements. Okay. Um, and then... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and then I guess after that, that's what I'm wondering is depending on which, do we go with a variable so that we can pull that money out faster or should we go with like a fixed and kind of ride it out? And then, then dude, I'm just kind of wondering with how hot the market is right now and the appreciation that uh, seems to be happening in the city. Oh, so you're saying maybe in a year or two from now, if the value goes up significantly, you want to keep your options open to refinance and pull some equity out? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm just um, thinking about velocity you- of money here and trying to leverage that as best as possible. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I have to ask, are you doing a 5% down? Uh, so you're doing a purchase plus improvements mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you doing 5% down or 20% down? It would be 5% down. Okay. Uh, how complicated, how uncomplicated can I make this? Um, run the math on that and figure out, cause you're only going to have a little bit of, um, how do I word this? You're going to have a lot of equity. Uh, in the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot. Um, okay. I, I can't do math. this early. You're putting in that much and then you're going to have it. Do the, run the math first to see if in two years you're going to be able to refinance. Well, he's, he's saying if the, if the market's hot and the prices go up and now it's all of a sudden like, so not, not just mathematically of what he pays down, yeah. but if the market rises and it's, and it's now increased a bunch okay. and it, and the money is there to be able to refinance. Okay. Then I would say a variable always. Um, okay. If, if your plan is, if there's a, a good chance that you're planning on refinancing within the next five years, keep it variable. Okay. Um, that way, what that's going to do is that's going to re- reduce the amount of early payout penalties that you're going to pay mm-hmm. when you when you go to refinance a property. You're you're basically just canceling your old mortgage commitments and getting a new mortgage, whether that be with the same bank or with a new bank. So when you yeah. do that, if you were in a fixed mortgage term, you agreed or told them that you were going to stay in it for five years. And what they're going to do is if you cancel it early, they're going to charge you a penalty, pretty much equating to how much interest that they would have made off you for the entire five-year term because mm-hmm. they want to get paid for what they were guaranteed, right? Yeah. If you have it as variable, it'll just be three months worth of interest. Okay. So it's keep it on variable, then your, you know, your penalty is only going to be a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks if, uh, if it's a five-year fixed term, you know, you're probably looking at a significantly higher penalty, anywhere yeah. from five to $20,000, depending on how long you have left in your term. Okay. But yeah, I mean, just... yeah, if it's, if you're, if it's not, if you're not planning on doing a refinance or the, the, the likelihood is slim, I'm just saying this to everyone else, then I would just recommend probably locking in a five-year fixed. Um, but that, again, that's, that's preference on between fixed and variable. I'm not going to tell people what to do on that one. It's preference. Yeah. I think either way, obviously the money will, will be there. It's just how long it's locked up in the property, obviously, but you know, just getting started, trying to get the wheels turning as fast as possible here, right? Get the momentum going. I liked, uh, I like what you said there about the velocity of money. That's good. 
Nice. We'll dive uh, deeper into it on Tuesday with our call. There you go. <laughs> looking you looking go. forward to it. Um, looking forward to hearing more about this deal. Yeah, for me, I, I hope it's all over the finish line by the time we meet. We'll see. <laughs> right on, buddy. Okay, thanks yeah. for calling in. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, did we have any other uh, Yeah, we do have a question um, from a mystery user who uh, tried to change their name, but it's not showing up, but hasn't disclosed who they are. <laughs> um, says, looking for more info on flipping and how to get away with capital gains or factor it into the profit. Okay. Capital gains uh, is tax. Yeah. You can't hide from tax. No, can't get away from it. Is the tax higher than 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 normal uh, other taxes? Yes, um, but you're also writing off a lot, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, capital gains tax is fifty percent. I get yeah, fifty percent or something like that. Profit from the profit. I I, I don't I don't deal with taxes very much, um, <laughs> but you're also writing off a significant chunk of uh, your expenses for that business, right? Which is all your renovation costs, labor, and everything else, right? So it kind of kind of works out to kind of even itself out, but like there is, I, I get this a lot of people. A lot of people ask, or they say, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm going to flip a property, but I'm going to keep it as a rental property for one year, so that way I can call it a you know a rental property, and then I'm only taxed on fifty percent of the capital gains." Like, okay, one tax fraud. Um, <laughs> two, it's just you got to pay tax. It's it's like saying, how do how do I get a job and get a paycheck without paying income tax? Like it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't work for you. Yeah. The numbers need to work. And, and you want to um, invest your money into another type of business that has, you know, um, better tax benefits than investing into another type of business that, that, you know, that has better taxing, but taxes are taxes. It's two things that are guaranteed. Oh God, I sound like a dick. There's only two things guaranteed in life, death and taxes. <laughs> oh, God. That is such a water cooler statement. Okay. That's where I quit. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's no way around it, uh, unfortunately. And and, and may, I wish I could have given you a better answer. Yeah. But Well, it's something that some people don't consider when they're getting into flipping. It's like, woohoo, I'm going to make 50 grand off of this. Um, and they're like, how many of these do I need to do to replace my income? And they're like, well, you know, if I do two or three in a year, that's a hundred or $150,000. Like that's a good income. I'll just, I'm going to do three flips a year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you don't realize that you're paying like hefty taxes on that. So there's a couple things though, that you can do like tax planning, like a huge consideration is that like, if you're flipping properties, um, you know, <clears throat> doing it within a corporation, Yep. is going to um so if you're doing it on your own and you have a job whatever tax bracket you're in is where you're how does that work Wayne? <laughs> i just i started talking and now i'm like wait a minute whoa 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 um, the breaks. <laughs> here, here's the answer uh first answer talk to your accountant yes okay? talk to your accountant always. tell them what you're planning on doing and what to expect okay um i love it when people come with questions in the morning but i am not qualified to answer that question. I can answer that question, but I'm not qualified. Um, so I would highly recommend my answer for you is to talk to your accountant and let them, let them know what your plan is. Okay. Let them know what you're planning on doing. Um, now, if you ask me for my answer to all of this, I would say 
if you're planning on doing one flip, um, what was, uh, how do I get away with capital gains or factored into the profit? You're probably going to make less money at the end of the day after your tax return, after you paid your taxes than you, what you expected. But if you did 12 flips in the year, now it's suddenly a business, right? Let's use a better example. Um, you, you bought a bunch of frozen hamburgers and you started selling them, okay? Uh, you started cooking them and selling them at a hamburger stand and you made three cents per hamburger. You know what I mean? If, and you sold... 20 hamburgers or 200 hamburgers that day, you know, is it really worth it? No, but if you start like a, a franchise and, and you start adding in Coke and, and toys and, and fries and upsizing and all those other types of things and chicken sandwiches and everything else, and then you increase your productivity and then you get into the real estate game, suddenly you're McDonald's and you're not a, you're not a hamburger stand anymore. Does that make sense? So like, it's gotta be a business in order for things. It's just like anything. If you want, if you want it to be successful, you got to treat it like a business. And I don't mean like treat it like a business where I am a business owner. I am a real estate investor. This is my business. No, I'm talking about actually starting a business and treating it like one, hiring a crew, having your own renovation squad, uh, crew, having a realtor constantly finding you deals. Like second a deal comes in, you should be closing on it, buying it and sending it off to your team. Not you going out there and picking paint colors and flooring colors and stuff like that. You got to treat it like a business. And if you treat it like a business at the end of the year, what you're going to look at is what's the bottom line net profit, not how much tax did I pay? Does that make sense? Yes. Um, but if you're doing one-offs, then yeah, you're probably going to be very unimpressed with, you know, I did one flip this year, but I didn't make nearly as much as what I thought. I ended up paying this much in taxes. Well, I mean, I can't. we can't control taxes. You can choose to who to vote for. You can complain about it on the internet and hope other people vote the same way. <laughs> but uh, my, my recommendation is, is, is again, to, to treat it like a business and, and try and scale up higher so that you're, it'll, it'll look a lot better as a business, but I'm getting there. Um, yeah. Is there any better way to answer that question? Get away with capital gains or factor of the profit? No, no, you can't get away with it. Um, what else we got? Um, if you flip your primary residence. Yeah, I'm trying to make, I don't understand what Josh is saying. If you flip primary residence, do you not have advantages versus <laughs> flipping five houses a year? Uh, mortgage and tax fraud. <laughs> that's, that's my answer to that. Um, I don't think I fully understand what the uh, question is. So if you flip your primary residence, you'll have better tax. Um, I, I believe you have better tax advantages uh, versus flipping five. So is it better to to flip, to buy a house, live in it, and flip it, than to buy five houses a year? Oh yeah, tax tax fraud. Tax fraud. What's uh, the intent? And mortgage fraud. Mortgage fraud. So mortgage when, fraud. When yeah. you're when you're What's buying. When you're buying a property and, and you're signing your mortgage, they're saying you're you're saying it is going to be my home. If your intention is to flip it, live in it, and flip it, it's just a matter of time before the government starts catching on that you're flipping these things for profit just to not pay taxes. Yeah, because your primary residence, you don't pay any capital gains tax. Yeah. Um. So yeah, tax fraud, mortgage fraud. I think I actually read some, like last year, like some somebody got 
shut down that was doing this. I can't remember where it was, but it was exactly, it was that exact situation. Yeah. They were living in it and flipping it. I see it all the time Yeah, where someone, and maybe that's their job slash business uh, is that they're, you know, they're contractors or they're, um, they go and they buy a house, they live in the basement and they renovate upstairs and while they're living there and they pay themselves and then they sell it afterwards after a year or something like that. Um, I mean, what, what are you going to make? $40,000, $50,000 in, in renovation, uh, sorry, in, uh, in, in, in profit on the flip. Um, and you're not going to get taxed on the capital gains and then you're going to probably pay yourself 15 grand. So $65,000 a year to do it once a year. Cause you certainly can't do five a year or three a year because one, you're only one person Two, I mean, I don't know how you're going to get away with telling the mortgage company and CRA that you have three primary residents that, that year. So like, how do you scale? Right. So it's not scalable. Josh says, what if you don't have a mortgage? What if you don't have a mortgage? I don't understand. I look forward to a follow up. <laughs> um, stay out of the gray area. People, stay out of the gray area. Do it right. Um, if you spend all your tr- time trying to figure out how to work around or bend the rules, it's it's stopping you from just taking action and like just keep your business above in the in the black and white, <laughs> and just take action. Yeah, taking action and building a business and doing it right is going to save you lots of headaches and just keep you moving forward mm-hmm. instead of trying to navigate the gray waters like yeah yeah don't get me wrong um what you're thinking is not incorrect how do i avoid capital gains is definitely something that crossed my mind as well how do, like i i trust me how, how what if i just bought a place moved into it and renovated it and then you know we could you know take the $65,000 worth of profit and then that'll be um that'll be the pro- the the down payment for our next rental property. So if we live in one for a year, renovate it, make $65,000, then I will buy another one next year to move into it, renovate it, but I'll have $65,000 in profit, so I'll also be able to buy a rental property as well. And that means that we'll be able to buy a rental property every year. And if by the end of the 10 years after doing this 10 times, we should have 10 rental properties and that should be enough cash flow for me to be able to retire. Trust me, like everybody thinks about that kind of stuff. It's it, it it makes sense. There's some logic behind it. But, you know, if this is because you're trying to avoid talking to people about investing with you, then you're just you're just taking the easy way out. And all of this is is tax and mortgage fraud. Um, so just stay out of the gray area and just and do it right and you know, save up like everybody else has to, you know, do it the right way. Um, start talking to joint venture prospects. Start treating it like a business. And there's nothing wrong with you flipping, right? You know, get some private money, you know, find a joint venture partner to fund your flips. You can still do the work. Yes, you're going to pay more in taxes, but there's nothing really you can do about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's wondering how it applies to them because they were looking um, for a house to live in and they thought they'd buy a fixer upper to to kind of flip as they lived in it with the intent of, in, of eventually selling it. Yep. And I think there's a difference there, Annette, like you're not looking to like get in and, and get out in a year. Like you are actually living, looking for a house yeah. to you're moving cities for a place to live. And you don't think that wherever you settle is going to be your forever home. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between wanting to, you know, live somewhere and, you know, you guys have the capability of increasing the value on it. 
there's a difference. Like Wayne, the first house that we bought and lived in, we lived in it for five years, just over five years. And we flipped it. And we flipped it over those five years living in it. We slowly, you know, we redid the basement. We redid the main floor, put new flooring in. We, you know, eventually painted the whole thing, replaced the railing. So like over time we were updating it to increase the value so that we could, you know, well, I mean, a lot of it was, you know, to enjoy while we were living in it. We wanted a place to be able to enjoy, but also so that, you know, come time to sell, we can, you know, increase the value there and get some money out so that we could invest it in Mm -hmm. rentals. (laughs) Absolutely. So there's a difference between, you know, your intent to just like, oh, well, if I just do, I can do 5% down and I can, it'll be my primary residence and I'll only have to pay 50%. I'll just live in it and, you know, maybe for eight months and then, and sell it. And it was my primary residence opposed to, you know, like your intent is that you're, you're, you're moving into it and you just, you know, while you figure out the dream home and, you know, over a couple of years or whatever it may look like increasing the value there's a difference there yeah um and all of these new laws that are being proposed um about preventing people from flipping properties it's not i don't know if you've seen these headlines yeah don't read the headlines read the articles you know the articles where they're saying that they're gonna they're gonna prevent people from flipping properties and you know uh, if you actually read those articles, what they're trying to do is they're trying to prevent people from buying primary residences in hot markets and then reselling them. So by by doing that, by saying that, um, what they're doing, because a lot of people are doing it, especially in hot markets, just you know, flipping the properties fast as in an appreciating market or renovating them and 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 trying to say it's primary residence, so I don't have to pay capital gains. Um, they're changing laws because of it, yeah, which is affecting everybody else, right? Well, and also pre-sale condos, I think, was a big one um, yeah. where this is happening is people are buying primary residence pre-sale condos and then and and essentially flipping them before even moving into them. Yeah. Because the market goes up. Yeah. But like, did you also notice that the government's talking a lot about removing the primary residence capital gains tax exemption? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, they're coming after my, this is my home. I shouldn't have to pay taxes on it. Think about it. Why are they doing it? It's not because they're evil. It's because they're trying to stop us from fucking cheating the system. That's why. It's because people are taking advantage of it in a very hot market, which they cannot seem to control. Because we're just, the market just keeps going up like crazy. They're trying to stop it. They're trying to stop people from doing it. And they can ask you nicely, but you're going to keep doing it because it's it's a better, it's a cheaper way to, to do it. And you don't have to pay taxes because you're like, oh, no, I'll just buy it as my primary residence. No, like they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to stop us from doing it because what we're doing is, is we're forcing the housing market to go to a point up where it's up and up and up and up and up, yeah. and up and up where it's unaffordable for your, like your first time home, home buyer. So they're not coming after your, you know, your primary residence because they want more tax money. But maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I mean, we're, uh, but but the main reason is because what they're trying to prevent us from doing that. Closing a loophole, Jeremy says. Yeah. Closing the loophole. Yeah. You got to think about what it's. You know what? I, I, and I'm not siding to one side of the government or the other or whichever else. I mean, I, I look at it from a big picture. I look at it as a business owner, and I look at it as a logical person. 
why are they doing things? Because when they do dumb things, it's not because they're dumb in most cases. And it's not because um, they're evil villains. It's because they're managing this like a business. They're managing a country, right? They're trying. There's a reason. There's things that we don't understand that is going on that they're trying to prevent. They're making large scale decisions and hoping that it'll trickle down and have an impact on small things like affordability of housing <laughs> which isn't a small thing because they tell it's you not a major to do it issue. <laughs> they tell you not to do it but you're still fucking doing it <laughs> yeah well if you're not going to fucking listen then we're going to put something in place that definitely prevents you yeah. from doing it you're being bad yeah we're taking away your xbox okay <laughs> how and housing is a huge issue uh, becoming across the country like a being able to afford to buy and b even being able to afford to rent like if you look at some of the markets it is just like insane people are being forced to to move provinces and to move cities because they literally just can't afford to either rent or to purchase and like even like if you just look at a small town like nelson bc when when we were there last oh, year God. and like the prices were going up so high and so fast that landlords were just like selling their rental properties. And there was literally like a negative vacancy rate and people were literally going homeless. They had nowhere to, nowhere to go, nothing to be able to do. People who are coming in to go for schooling, like students coming in to do the school, the college programs and stuff had nowhere to live. So they were having to, to bow out of 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 going to school like the nurses then they were needing to bring nurses in because it was covid and the nurses had nowhere to live that's like crazy. the just like these are actual real issues and people are just concerned about their profits like <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it in a different scope yeah. if you look at it with a different bird's eye view like wayne said and that's something that wayne is really good at he's really good at looking at any issue any world issue and seeing like what is this side and what is that side and why is it happening and what are the impacts and like and just not taking sides but just being like this is why this is this and this is that this is how this person's looking at it and like being able to kind of like hash out what's really going on and like these are actual real i want to swear effing issues that people are facing and we are so blessed all of you in here right now are so blessed to have what you have and to be in the position that you're in to even be thinking about investing in real estate and like mm. bettering your lives and stuff where there's people that are literally going homeless because there's nowhere to live there's nowhere to rent we they sure can't afford greedy. to get a, a their first home because look at the effing market like this it is crazy stuff Here's here's what I, here's 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 what I think we should all do. I think you should all continue to keep doing what you're doing and, and be make make that money, make it now, because in ten to twenty years, I don't think it's going to be nearly as easy anymore. I don't. I don't think it's going to be as easy. I think that you should start building your wealth aggressively right now because I think we're going to get priced out. I think the cash flow is going to be a thing of the past because we're one of the last few markets that is still available. And we're going to need to start changing our strategies here in Edmonton and Alberta, Calgary. We're going to need to start changing our Saskatoon as well. Uh, we're going to need to start changing our strategies for appreciation and not for cash flow anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're all going to be, you know, buying properties almost like we're buying stocks and just hoping they go up in value, which just scares the crap out of me. That's why I invest in, in Alberta 
And that's why so many people in BC and Ontario are coming to Alberta right now. And then we're starting to see an increase. I don't know if it's going to stay. I don't know if it's a false indicate like indication of, of, of this is the new way that it's going to be. I don't know if the values are going to go up by $100,000 in the next couple of months. I can't say for certain, but I know I think you should be buying and you should be setting up your business and being aggressively setting it up now because one of two things is going to happen. It's either going to be that the market is going to be, we're going to be priced out of it. And it's not going to make any sense anymore, or the government is going to put some serious measures in place to prevent us from doing it because we are greedy. And it's, as Gabby said, you know, the, the, the first time home buyers and the renters, they're the ones that are suffering the most. It's your kids and your grandkids that are suffering the most. I hope that you keep a huge treasure chest for your kids. And I hope that you, you know, you buy them a property now <laughs> because who knows if it continues to go up at the pace that's going up, either it's going to burst and we're all going to get screwed or there's going to be nothing for our grandkids or they're going to be priced out of the market. Home ownership will become a thing, you know, a dream that most people will never achieve. Anyway, I don't know. Some of that could be true. Some of it's not. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know, but Sitting around thinking, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on you, Thomas. I'm sorry. Sitting around thinking about whether I actually get a duplex or a triplex just seems, you know what I mean. Now you can understand from my perspective how that just seems so silly. Just, just go buy, buy the fucking property, buddy. Just go just buy one. Yeah, let's just go. Please. Let's call Tony today and let's go put ten offers out. You know what I mean? Let's just take some fucking action and yeah. let's make a mistake. If you're in a position to be able to buy something right now, just go fucking buy something. Go do it, buddy. Come on, let's 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 send me a text. Call in tomorrow. You know, um, send me a message tomorrow. Tell me what's 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 the, you know, the the paralysis, uh, the the thing that's paralyzing you that particular day for Tuesday. I like I'll help you through it, but um, oh, I just got like, I got a little bit like almost emotional at the end there, and you know what? I like motivated myself. So like, to come on, a, let's go. Let's go buy a property. <laughs> We're good. We have the properties that we need. We I know need we anymore. do, but it's just like, wow, there is so much stuff happening and so much stuff going on. And like, yeah, like what what's everybody waiting for? Trust me, the thoughts crossed my mind that kind of wish that I didn't sell a few of those properties and kept them a little bit longer because it could have gone up in value. But that's just speculation. You know what I mean? Stick to your business. Stick, stick to your plan. You and I have a plan. So yes. we did our own little cabin retreat, right? And... <laughs> And we came up with our own roadmap and we know exactly where we're going. And there's a reason why we're flipping. It's intentional, right? Um, there's a reason why we do everything that we do. It's all intentional. Um, but for those of you that are on the fence, still thinking about it or paralyzed, please just, I hope this wakes you up today. Yeah. Um, God damn it. I never really thought about Nelson that way. Like this is where Gabby's from. Small little hippie town, just stoners everywhere. And I remember going and getting a pizza um, little uh, Calzone, there's a cool little Calzone place there I love. Um, and I was just talking to someone there, and I said, "Hey, um, uh, where's your um, where's your rental page? Like, where as this tenants, where where do tenants go to to find rentals?" And they're like, "Oh, go to like yournelson.com. And I'm like, "What?" She's like, yeah, yeah, go to that, that's where people uh, that's where people go. I'm like, not Kijiji or Facebook or something. Like that. No, no, no. Um, but just a heads up, there's a huge waiting list for rentals. Mm-hmm. Now, this girl who works part time at a calzone shop says that she there's a new rental coming available though because I'm moving out of mine and I, I was waiting on a list for this new basement suite and it's like twenty five hundred dollars a month you know for this little shitty one bedroom non legal suite I'm moving out of this other one is I'm moving out of a room at my landlord's house you can call my landlord and I'm like no 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 I'm just I'm just 
I'm just, I wanted to see what the market looked like. I'm thinking about buying. She goes, oh, oh yeah, good luck. And good luck finding anywhere to live as yeah. a rental. Like that little town. Yeah, you, well, you look on their Facebook pages because they do have Facebook rental pages. And if somebody posts that they're looking for a place, you basically get laughed at and say, good luck. Like, why? 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 Why is that little town that has zero fucking industry? Like, why is it so hard to find a place to live? You you talk to anybody there and the Alberta money is flooding in. You know what they say? They say the Alberta the CEOs are taking over. Because the Albertans yeah. see that the, the the value is going up so like crazy yeah. there for those little ski towns. Yeah, my which buddy, is barely a ski yeah. town. Oh, well, it's a ski town, but my um, buddy's a realtor there that I went to school with, and he said there's literally like a place goes on the market, and there's literally Lamborghinis driving in like down the mountain roads with with brief like and I'm and and he says and not exaggerating, Lamborghini drives in and a guy has literally like. Here, we come to the see cash. the house. <laughs> like, not joking. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but I can't make this up. Like, this is like a, like literal situations that are happening. Just wild. <laughs> oh, man. We're so, uh, talk about being blessed. We are extremely blessed on where we live in Alberta. And the fact that we've been able to have, I, you know, I don't even like saying it. Because every time I say this, as a popular podcast, on iTunes, I know how many people are listening. It's comments like this that actually forces more people from out of province to come here, <laughs> keep buying, um, which is totally fine. You you do you. It's 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 you know make your money. It's good. It's smart. At least you at least you're taking action. But um, you know it's uh, we're so blessed that we've been able to invest in a cash flowing market for so long. Everybody thought it was stale and it was dry. And why would you come and invest here? There's no appreciation. Well, there's your answer because uh, it only lasts for so long. Now I've got mentees and coaching clients that have finally decided to take action. I mean, we're talking a lot of people right now that have finally decided to take action, go buy properties. Go. And just in the last two to three months, it's impossible. Yeah. And they're like, what do I do? Do I, do I, do I make an offer over asking? Do I go unconditional? Do I pivot? So, do I pivot? <laughs> do I try something else? You know, do I start looking into multifamilies and small little armpit towns? Like, it, it's it's tough. So take you know if you're still in a market where you can get away with that, you know, definitely take the action today. Okay, guys, just yeah. it all goes away. And that's the uh, that's that's when Gabby tells me to wrap it up. I can't I can't believe an hour has passed. That's I felt like I blinked. Yeah, a couple times. <laughs> a couple times. Others that have a very dry eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Have an awesome Monday, you guys. Yeah, go take some action, please. Go Please. buy a duplex or a triplex or whatever kind of plex du you want. We decided duplex. Don't don't start thinking about <laughs> it again. Don't open up that can of worms again. Duplex, okay? Call Tony. Everybody else, call your Tony, okay? <laughs> start taking some action. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. <laughs>